Um, I feel like it's been a while because I think you missed a week due to certain circumstances, but I'm glad to be back with you, Olivier. Yeah, no, I really miss you. It's been too long. Oh my god, I used the wrong name. Michael. <laughs> I didn't even notice. But yeah, we, we missed last week. We tried. We we really did try. But we uh you were you doing your tour of the Northeast. Kind of. Um also guys, please don't think that I actually forgot the name of my co-host. Um he actually does go by the name Olivier. Yeah. It's kind of how, like, I never say your full last name. Yeah, I know. Um, but yeah, um, how you been? What's what's going on? Oh my god, oh. is the work crushing you just the same way it's crushing me? <laughs> yeah, right now I'm getting ready to start finals, man. It's, it's about that time of year again. So that's a little bit stressful. <laughs> really stressful. God help me. And um, yeah, uh, we had a, although I had a little bit of time this weekend to relax, uh, NYU, since they refused to give us a spring break, they gave us a day off. So me and my friends, we got this nice little house in the middle of nowhere, Pennsylvania. And we just chilled for a weekend. And now back to crushing anxiety. Well, that is the way of the college student. <laughs> oh my. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's exciting. It's so exciting. So I think we're recording this quite late. Um, 11. I mean, actually, basically midnight to this point. Um, yes. But, you know, if we sound a little tired, that might be it. But also, I think it's mainly just because uh, we both have a lot of work on our minds. And I mean, we were already drowning kind of last week. And all of a sudden, like this week, oh, more work. I've got a paper I'm thinking about for tomorrow already that I'm not looking forward to, but I'm going I'm to get through it. But uh, actually, this is a pretty loaded week in terms of, or last two weeks we have in terms of news. So I think we should dive into that relatively quickly. Yes, let's go. All right, where we always start, COVID. Good news. Half of, the adult, half of adults in the United States have at least one dose of the vaccine. I'm and... signed up for my first dose Um, in... A week. Nice. I think I should be fully immunized, or if not, next week. Either way, it's awesome. That's great. And in the U.S., people are being a little bit too uh, too cheeky about it. We still get about 7,000 new cases of COVID every day, which is more than most countries in the world. But, you know, it's the U.S., so COVID's we've never been so good at that. Like, so much, in fact, that the state of Florida is suing the CDC to allow people back on cruise ships. You know, where the whole major COVID thing started. Yeah, like, the first big outbreaks. Remember that? But, yeah. So, that's happening. And while things in the U.S. may be, so far on cases, stagnating, vaccines going up, other places around the world are not so lucky especially in India and Brazil, where the cases are skyrocketing past their previous highs and rates of vaccinations are very low. So, have you have you heard the news? Of, I The Brazil things, a lot of hospitals are overwhelmed. Uh, Bolsonaro uh, is still being a dick about everything. It's like, yeah, it's not a big deal. As hundreds and thousands of his citizens die. And in India... 
India is just, it's, it's a tragic, it's tragic. There's nothing, India has limited resources. It has the second largest uh, country via population. Their new strain of COVID there is crushing India. And while they do have a good vaccination program relative to its size, it's huge. And also India only really has access to the um, AstraZeneca vaccine, which is not as effective against this new strain of the virus. So that's concerning. And so hospitals are being overwhelmed. People are being forced to go to different hospitals as they carry their dead loved ones in their arms. It's it's a human tragedy. It is a it is a tragedy. Yeah, it's unfortunately while things seem to be getting better in the U.S., um, I feel blessed. People are focused on the issues happening around the world, especially in places like India and Brazil. And the issue is also the new strains are really like um, making a piece of work out of these countries because now even the vaccines are not really enough to defend the general population and just there's too much going on for them to handle. It's also there's just not enough vaccine for that many people and some vaccines like the some vaccines seem to be doing better. Other vaccines like there we have. I think there are eight approved vaccines in the world, each with different levels of effectiveness with different strains. So it's just a complicated situation that we find ourselves in. And we're also in countries that are relatively lucky for the, as much as we talk, talk about the struggles of the UX vaccination program or Europe's vaccination program, they're still getting more access to a vaccine than, well, richer countries like Australia, New Zealand, south korea japan but they're doing significantly better than countries such as india and brazil brazil specifically so it's just we need to be cognizant of that fact that there is a privilege that we have to have access to uh, like medicine paid with billions and billions of dollars that as a nation we can relatively afford so yeah um it's it's something. I think the worst problem, though, is I feel that because these countries aren't doing so well, um, due to the nature of a disease like this, you'll have these vulnerable countries where you have all these people getting infected too. And the issue with that is you have a country where you have millions of people all with the virus is basically creating the perfect environment for um, new, mut new new mutations to come up. Yes. And it's because of those mutations, there might be a chance that COVID becomes uh, what is called endemic. Yeah. Meaning a pan and basically a pandemic that never ends. Think of it. Think of it of like the flu, the common cold. So just. Yes. So. It's one of those things that if we don't if we don't get rid of this like right away, we might be stuck with it. And just like the flu, we'll have another disease that kills tens of thousands of people every year. Although COVID seems to be a little bit deadlier by a factor of like 100 than the flu. But the point is, the point is, it's still it's deaths that we could avoid if everyone 
took this seriously and we cooperated more and figured out solutions better and yeah all right i don't know um we have more depressing topics at the end and i don't want to use up all my energy now okay so you want to move on to next depressing topic let's take a break first and then we'll move on (laughs) and we're back from the break and um all right the next piece of news we have has been a pretty recent i think it came out yesterday right the uh well it's thursday now it came out tuesday (laughs) okay yes true but um a very large uh, 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 i think it's a some news that a lot of people were looking forward to and waiting to hear what is going on but um the trial of um derek chauvin the one the man who is uh the man who has murdered George Floyd, at least that's now something I can say because it is something that the law has con- convicted him of and confirmed of it happening. Um, finally, his trial has happened and he has been proven guilty on all yes. charges. So first, let's talk about what the charges were. Um, there was a second degree unintentional murder third degree murder and second degree manslaughter so those are the three charges that he he was found guilty of by a jury of his peers on tuesday at 4 p.m 5 p.m eastern local time (laughs) um and yes this is the first time since 2005 uh there's only been seven police officers who've been convicted of murder since 2005 so this is a historic moment this is the first time a police officer in the city of minneapolis right um has a has faced consequences of uh, consequences like this so this is a to say this is a groundbreaking moment is it, it is to say the least it's it's a lot and part of this is also because there was so much media national international attention on this case the defense brought up four, nearly 40 witnesses. They brought up multiple doctors, multiple police officers. Police officers stepped up because they they went up and testified. If you want to root out the bad apples, then you can't stand behind this blue wall of silence. And they testified against a bad apple, saying that, no, this is not regular police procedure. No, this this is odd. This is not what you're supposed to do as a police officer. It's not in your training manual. Police officers stepped up and got rid of one of their own who did not meet the standards of a good cop. And they always tell us, see something, say something. Isn't that what they're supposed to do? It's not what they usually do. That's true. But And for once, they stepped up. And Derek Chauvin, his his case was his, his prosecutors, his defense team, they only brought up seven witnesses. And they were just trying to introduce doubt, saying that... That uh, he died because he had an enlarged heart. He had blood ish problems. He had a by blood. I mean hypertension. Uh, he had fentanyl in his system. But the defense anticipated that, and they brought in experts that said no, fentanyl is not the reason he died. Fent- uh, hypertension is not the reason that died. The reason he died is because Derek Chauvin had his knee for the better better part of nine minutes 
and I don't know, 26 seconds, something like that. They proved her. I mean, there's literally a video of it out there showing it happen. Yes. And they had people in the crowd explain what they saw. They had a uh, they had a nine one one operator who called who called the uh, the cops on the cops. There was another person who was witnessing George Floyd being uh, uh, when he was being murdered who called the cops on Derek Chauvin just to show that this was not there, just to prove that beyond a reasonable doubt the legal standard that you have to meet Derek Chauvin is uh, murdered George Floyd and. And the outcome is that 12 jurors came together and unanimously agreed that Derek Chauvin did this. That's accountability. It has finally happened. Yes. Is, is it bad to say that it's kind of insane that it happened? I think the fact that even with a video, it's it was very unsure. Because I don't think anyone... Everyone was surprised. Legal experts were surprised by how quickly the jury came up with a decision. It only took them 10 hours. It was it was just surprising. Every the US held its breath like collectively. You had you had athletes comment about it, former presidents, current presidents uh talk about this. Like no one knew what was going to happen. Cuz this like I said, it since 2005, it is 2021 so in 16 years only seven uh, seven uh, police officers have ever been convicted of murder despite everything that happens within yes this realm yes. i mean i this is a question i was gonna ask myself which uh is who did they have on the jury um because we don't normally know. when you have someone on the jury, it has to be someone who has to be able to do a neutral decision. Is not really well informed of the situation beforehand, I would guess. And I always know it's very difficult to find um, for uh, um, an issue that reaches a national level like this. Um, it's very hard to find a proper jury. And I think... This was a similar issue as what they had during the Boston Marathon bombings. Um, well, was... that that one's a little bit different, but yes, because yeah. So you want to find a neutral and impartial jury, and the prosecutors and the defense spent what was it a couple months going through through potential jurors to find people who were who could reasonably being expected to be independent on this decision but when you have a video that shows you committing the crime it's kind of hard to win with that and it is true but I, I i was just curious because i'm like i'm not surprised that the jury said yeah i think he killed the guy considering all the evidence there is but at the same time i'm actually now more surprised that they found a jury that could be considered i don't want to say uninformed of the event but more like trying to find people who are as neutral as possible on such an issue all right Noah, why do you have to ruin my fun so technically the case is not over there's a bunch of things that still need to happen first sentencing uh all 
his charges carry up a, to a maximum penalty of 40 years. Uh, odds are he's not going to get 40 years, but I think a lot of the minimums for him, like, he can get anywhere between, like, 6, six to 40 years. Everyone's guessing around 20. Um, so that's one thing. And on your point of the jury, uh, because we have an appeal system in the U.S., so Derek Chauvin can eventually appeal his his case and argue that maybe the jury was biased or maybe that there was a mistrial or maybe that the jury should have been uh, sequestered, um, meaning uh, the jury shouldn't have access to, to their phones, the internet, and everything, which I don't know. Like, there's a, there's a lot of things that can still happen. It's just the fact that you at least have this initial thing is, like, wild. Now, um, this is something else I would like to talk about, which I think people have been discussing, is he's most likely going to some form of minimum security prison and in a special area for people who are considered to be high risk. And by high risk, it's not high risk in terms of them misbehaving. I believe it's high risk in terms of them being individuals who would most likely end up getting in quite a tough situation within a prison. Uh, yes, he is currently being held in solitary confinement in maximum security prison. Oh, in a maximum security? Yeah. Okay, but he's certainly going to be kept separate from other inmates. Yeah. Well, at least this is for now, because sentencing, he can be assigned to a different prison, etc. But for now, he's in solitary. Okay. Because... Yeah, it is, it is, I think everyone recognizes that it's awkward for law enforcement officers to be in jail. Oh, for sure. It doesn't happen that, doesn't happen that often, but you can imagine how, why it would be awkward. Yeah, um, I'm trying to think about it though. Solitary confinement is in terms of what kind of solitary confinement, because I usually just think of the room that's empty and you just have a door and nothing really at all. One solitary confinement, which I believe is a thing that happens and has been a whole human rights issue within the United States. But yes. um, or is it more like solitary confinement in terms of he has a jail cell that's separate from other inmates? Well, I am not aware. I just know that he is being isolated in a they what did they say? Uh he is being held in the maximum security prison. In a isolated wing. Okay. So, so this way he's like separated for his own safety. Yeah, I, I believe um, actually um, solitary confinement is more what they use as a punishment rather than a type well, of jail I'm, cell. I'm not sure what type of uh, this. The cells are small, contain nothing more than a bench with a mattress pad, a, a toilet, and sink, and a tiny shower. So, okay. yeah. I don't think we make comfy solitary confinement cells. Oh, no. I, I The reason I'm just curious is because, um, you know, I'm just considering this whole idea of he might be, he, he, I mean, actually, he is a murderer. But the fact that a person um, has murdered and so on, is not a reason for them to be put in a situation where they would be completely abused, for example, in a prison. So I think it makes sense that they're isolated. But, of course, because despite them being a horrible human being, 
in the end, they're still a human and have a certain right to personal safety. Um, if only he thought about other people having that same right to personal safety. Um, but yeah, it, it's um, just something interesting because I always feel like people are... There are always going to be people who are going to scream, I want him to be on put on death trial and so on because it is a very... It has been a major conflict. But at the same time, if we want to keep the judicial system fair or at least try to keep it as fair as we can in this country, even as a person who has been convicted of murder, he should still be treated the same as anyone else who has been convicted of murder. Well, I think I think we should just... Uh, this is a discussion, a different discussion this time, but I think in general, like, we need to treat people with dignity and respect. We want to be better than them. This is why this whole thing is about accountability. Yeah. It's about the accountability of the state when it exercises its police powers and to make sure that they do not abuse said police powers. So just likewise, when people are sent to prison, we should have accountability that they are treated like human beings. They're already being punished. They can't go outside. They, they're separated from society. But that does not mean that we treat them like caged animals. We just... <laughs> they are humans. But yes. But speaking of accountability and police, we, we have other issues that blew up over the last two weeks. As this trial was happening, sometimes in the same city and uh let's go should we go from let's go with the one that's most recent so it was two days ago so as as we were getting this uh the verdict from from the Derek Chauvin trial at f around 4 32 uh someone called the police it is believed that it, it is the victim in this case Makia Bryant called the police over domestic um uh, uh, the domestic like violence issues right yeah and so after three after three minutes someone was dispatched dispatched to uh to the scene uh there were multiple individuals fighting each other the cop was not himself at risk but what at least the police claimed that on video uh, on video you can see that um 16 year old makia bryant was holding a weapon in some sort going after someone else and the police officer shot her four times in the chest that seems <sighs> excessive yes especially because he did it so close to other people he could have easily hit someone else like that's the the argument you typically hear is like about why police officers don't shoot the leg or whatever it's because they always say we might hit someone else like yeah it, apparently he's just straight up did not care <laughs> He kind of shot her like that. And a 16-year-old a shot in the chest four times? Four? One, two, three, four. Uh, oh, God. 16, man. Every time I hear something like that, it just makes you, like, sit down for a moment just, like, ask yourself, is this really the type of country, the type of world we live in? And the answer is yes. But I always, at least personally, I always like to think that things are better than they really are. 
but you know, I guess I'm just a sweet summer child who's ignorant <laughs> to the truth of the world. No, even even the when we say uh, even all these cases, there are so many more like that happens. But like we just focus on the ones that hit the news. And yeah, a 16 year old is. I don't. It's no, no. A person has barely started their life in terms of like being independent and all that. It's just, it's just tragic. And I don't, like, the circumstances of the case are just, the more you, the, all you read about it is just, it's not a good look. It's now, bad. Now, um, I have two questions though. So you're telling me that she called as a victim of domestic abuse. Well, there was a domestic incident. Like, people were fighting. Okay. So this was, like, outside on the streets or something. Uh, yeah. It spilled, it spilled over from their house into the sidewalk. Okay. Um, now, the next question was, was she actually carrying something that was, like, a weapon? Uh, initially, and if you look at the video, you can maybe see a small knife. Okay. Um, now... I've, that's something else where I totally, I feel that is an overreaction, and of course that's why liability is needed. But four shots, man. This is something I think I've discussed before, which was, I understand why police officers um, also are often worried about the use of weaponry because in a country like the United States, where almost anyone can own a gun. Of yeah, course, but... I'd be scared to enforce certain things. Okay, but the, the thing is, the officer was not at risk. Yeah, uh, I mean, if it looks like a knife, I don't see why they would have reacted in that manner. But I just Actually, feel... I mean, I, I, this is going to go into the next case, too. Are, are police officers only tools a gun? No. They have tasers. Um... <laughs> <laughs> and normally like, some police officers also have access to canine units okay okay that's that one that's excessive <laughs> but what the canines dude dogs hurt oh i'm sure a canine is excessive but here's what i'm gonna say it's better than killing someone okay that's true but in this specific case i don't understand why the first time a especially in this situation the cop is not directly affected. No one is even paying attention to him, really. He's one guy. He's waiting for backup. His first reaction is to pull a gun. This is... I don't know. This is the issue where a lot of cops resort to the gun as their first means of defense. Like, not even defense. Just as their first means of reaction to a situation that the moment in their mind they think oh, this could be dangerous, they use it. Yeah. And it's not... And going going to another story that happened last week, um, have you heard of Dante Wright? Yeah. Another person in Minnesota. Now, his event is, um, depending on, his, uh, on, on who you ask, if it's his mom, he was pulled over uh, an air freshener, which is apparently illegal to have in the state of Minnesota. I learned that. Like the little air freshener trees you can have yeah, in the car. Yeah, like the, the little pine tree. Yeah, apparently that's illegal in Minnesota. I am... 
What? <laughs> I I'm, I kind of want to look that up and just see why. I looked it up because they say it obstructs anything that's obstructing the windshield is not okay. So you can't have like the little um, fuzzy dice either. Nope. Okay. I mean, I partially understand if it's something like the Department of Transportation says, like, it could obstruct the windshield, so it could be problematic. And, you know, the issue is you might have someone who will do something dumb enough to, like, take a piece of cardboard and just hook it up to their car. Um, Okay, no, 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 no. There's a difference between someone putting cardboard all over their windshield while driving versus a mini tree. But whatever, I'm not here to discuss random Minnesota laws. (laughs) Yeah, no, the the thing is that while it's a dumb law, in my opinion, I'm like, I feel that the law itself is not the issue that we have to discuss in this situation. (laughs) Okay, Uh, or... The, the police claim it was over expired, like, tags. Like, I imagine, like, uh... What License plate? Registration? Something like that? I don't know. I know you put, but, like, like a it's sticker some... on your regi- like on your license plate with the year and stuff. Yeah. Which... Okay. Uh, it's It's been a weird year. Maybe it's not everyone's registered, but whatever. I, I think mean. most... At least... Here in Massachusetts, for example, they have allowed people to take a little bit more time with it because, yeah, it's difficult right now for people to get all this to work. And now you have to worry about appointments and everything. You can't have it happen the same way as it did before. Anyways, so the situation, so he gets pulled over for that. Um, Then uh, they ask him for his license registration. They find a outstanding court order. Because he was supposed, to, he failed to show up to court, and it's not even for a felony; it's for a misdemeanor. Which, whatever, warrant of failure is to show up for court. It's a misdemeanor charge, so it's not even a big felony. And so, uh, so two the two police officers who initially react, they, uh, they start to handcuff him, and he's compliant. And then there's a third police officer that sh- that shows up, uh, in the second car. And uh, when, no one's unsure, but, like, he seemed to stop being, like, completely okay when the third officer showed up. And then he started entering his car. And the third officer, while screaming, taser, 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 pulls out her gun and shoots him, uh, I believe, two to three times. That, and is, that is the one where um, they said that they miss. To use the wrong weapon. Yes, uh, which... I'll get into that why that's stupid. Anyways, uh, shoots him two times. Apparently he had his... Uh, the car just crashes like a little bit afterwards. No one except for him is hurt. His girlfriend who was in the car is perf- was, was fine. Maybe minor scratches. Uh, coroner rules it a homicide. Um, and the officer is charged with sec- second-degree manslaughter under Minnesota law. Um, Here's the thing, though. So police officers are trained to keep their guns on their dominant hand and their tasers on their non-dominant hand. Right? Yeah. And while I'm willing to believe that it is an accident to grab for your right to your left, if you've been a police officer for 26 years, I'd really hope you know 
which is your non-lethal weapon, and which is your lethal weapon. <laughs> I, uh, I don't know. This is just this is dumb and unfortunate and annoying and anger-inducing. Failure to show up for court for a misdemeanor. Noah, want to know what a misdemeanor can be? Jaywalking. That's a red light. Yeah, that's a misdemeanor. Um, Uh, Like speeding. (laughs) Like or parking ticket, even maybe no. Littering, sure. Yeah, those are all misdemeanors. (laughs) But apparently, it's an execution. Like. I, I'm just I just don't get it. You are a cop for twenty six years, L- left from right, gun taser. They don't even feel if you look at it. Okay, while I've never held a taser. Uh, while I've never held a taser, you can see the difference between a this the grip of a gun and a taser. You can see it. You should feel it. Also, why did that third officer show up and go down? The other two seem to be doing just fine without her. Like this is this is enough. Police officers regularly train with their guns. They apparently don't train that much with their tasers. Should we maybe put it the other way around? I mean, I understand that the gun is probably the more decisive weapon, but I would hope a police officer uses their taser more often than their gun because they should not have to use lethal means unless necessary. But it's like I mean, they should also not use a taser unless necessary, but. Yes, like, not to say tasers are completely, like, are, are this cure-all for everything. You can still kill someone if you taser them for long enough or, or enough, often issues, enough. I think, probably. Yeah, but if, like, if you hold a taser to someone for, like, 14 seconds, you can give them cardiac arrest. They could be perfectly healthy. Yeah, but... But also, I imagine tasering someone with a pacemaker is a horrible Okay, how many... Most old people don't commit crimes, and most old people... I mean, pacemakers are more likely to be in old people than younger people. Old people don't really commit crimes because they're old. Um, I'm just watching the backs of my fellow boomers, okay? Actually, why am I saying fellow? Um, Your fellow boomers. (laughs) You know what? Boomers need protection, too. Okay. Don't buy the new iPhone. There, solved it. Um, (laughs) But, uh, yeah, no. Again, left, right, right, like, ah. Or, well, depending on your hand. Yeah, yeah, you're, you're right. Depending on, de- depending on w- w- which hand this. But it's just like non-dominant hand has the taser. Maybe we should switch that around. Maybe the taser should be on the dominant hand because then you're more likely to grab it, apparently. Like, I don't, okay. <sighs> it's annoying. It's stupid. It's tragic. And at least I'm glad to see that there's charges. Second degree manslaughter. Which to some might be disappointing, but prosecutors like to play it safe and only take cases that they can win. So what? it's not a perfect system. It's not a perfect world. But at least she is being charged. And last one. This one's actually not as depressing. We should have started with this one first. Or like before we went to the really depressing ones. It is still bad, it's still tragic. I mean, it's still bad, it's still sad, but there's no no one dies at the end. So, uh, 
Army Lieutenant uh, Karen Nazario, I think in like Virginia, is uh, he's leaving his military base and going home. He has a new car, so he doesn't have he doesn't have a rear license plate yet, but he has a temporary license plate uh, in the taped to the back of his windshield, which is what people normally do when they don't have a license plate yet. And so the police the police cars uh, light up. Uh, they, they light up uh, their uh, siren, so this way they can stop him. He's, he keeps driving a little bit at a slower speed to hit the gas station that has lights, which is apparently typical of what people who get pulled over in that area do. So he pulled over at the gas station, and he the police officers, two police officers, responds with their hands, hands drawn, telling him to, uh, well, take his hands out. He complies with that, and... He, they asked him to get out of his car. Now, uh, Army Lieutenant K uh, Karen, uh, Karan, okay, Nazario, I'm just going to say his last name. Nazario requests, mm -hmm. what did he do? He asked, what did he do? Why is he being stopped? You know, because that's something you have a right to know. Why are you being stopped? Especially to be told to get out of your car. And so he's asking them, what is, what are you doing? Like, what did I do? What what did I do? And the police officer refuses refuses to uh, to answer. And then the Lieutenant Nazario says he's afraid, he feels unsafe to leave his car, especially with two people who have their guns drawn at him. And what does the, what does the uh, police officer say to him? Yes. Uh, what did a po uh, police officer say to him? You should be scared. You should be scared what? to get out of your car. What? Yep. <laughs> yep. And then the officer said, do you want to ride the lightning? Which apparently is a euphemism for tasering. But instead, the police officer uh, pepper sprays him in the face, drags him, uh, drags him out of his car, and... Mind you, at the time, the uh, Lieutenant Nazario is still asking, what did he do to get pulled over? The police officers uh, uh, look at the car, they see the license plate, and then they leave him alone. They're, they're like, okay, bye, see ya. The, now, in that interaction, the main police officer who was in charge of all of it uh, was fired, since he's the one who's like, you should, you should feel unsafe. And, but the police chief says that, uh, that uh, Lieutenant Nazario does not deserve... An apology from his officers, even though he fired one of them. <sighs> so I'm wondering if he says the whole don't apologize is more like because these officers have nothing to apologize for if they're not the ones who led to this case. He fired one of them. So I think in his mind was probably, I'm going to fire the one who I think made this situation and I'm going to make sure that the others don't have to apologize in terms of like they have nothing to do with this i don't um, know either way it's just this fascination of just bringing guns into i your point is right the u.s has the high uh, the u.s has more guns than people yeah far higher than every other country and a police officer is a stressful job but I, th those are two different issues those are two issues that we need to seriously address if police officers feel unsafe because we have too many guns, 
then why do we feel the need and make it so easy for so many people, so many people who do who shouldn't have guns to let them have guns? And why is the police so gun happy, so trigger happy? Just the way it is. Like, what sort of circular logic is that? Okay, I need to feel safe, so I buy a gun. Police officers who are supposed to keep people safe say we they feel unsafe because too many people have guns. So then, uh, and then the people who shouldn't have guns in the first place in any just, real, reasonable society uh, are are dangerous and a threat to police officers. So police officers then, in in fact, respond preemptively with violence in situations that they shouldn't do. Like this is <laughs> this is the society we live in. <laughs> Oh, and also about the guy who got fired. That's not, uh, there's this issue we've talked about. Uh, I don't know if we talked about this in this podcast before, but police officers who can get fired, they can just go to a town over and they're a police officer again. Like hell, um, for Dante Wright, uh, the officer who, 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 who killed him, she is Kim Potter. She was not even an officer for that town. She was an officer for the town over. So really no jurisdiction. Like police officers can just go around to different precincts, to different uh, jurisdictions, different towns, cities, etc. And oftentimes they don't check their disciplinary records. Because hmm. if they did, Derek Chauvin would not be a police officer. George Ford would be alive. Um, was it Tamir Rice would be alive. Although that, like, there's a lot of cases where there are bad apples in any situation. And in any things, but if you don't do anything to root out those bad apples, it kind of spreads. Cause I don't. If you tell me one out of twenty of these apples are poisonous, I'm not, I'm not I'm not. They might as well be poisonous. Cause I'm not I'm not eating taking one of those apples. Hmm. I, yeah. Also, we talked about three different, four different people. Mm-hmm. In this last moment, excluding George Floyd's who 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 was killed a year ago, these these three people have had their incidents in the last like two three weeks. Yeah, it's that is something I want you all to reflect on um, if you're listening, and I feel that's something a lot of people reflect on in general. But also, since the trial of uh, since the trial of George Floyd Floyd started. There have been at least three people killed by the police every day since. Trial lasted about three weeks. So, do the math. <sighs> Honestly, there is something else that bother- that I learned today that bothers me. That bothered me, but I don't even want to talk about it. Oh. What or, is or bothering you, really... you? Okay. I mean, I so, mean do, are we going down a rabbit hole? It's... It's quasi related to this. Okay. Okay. Go on. So, you know, so you know how each of these police killings have launched massive protests, like Black Lives Matter protests, protests against police brutality, right? So. Mm-hmm. Do you know what multiple states have done? Oh, protesting has become something either... that might be more enforced. No, no, they're they're enforced, criminalized. They're essentially. Uh, some states in Florida, for example, now you can run over a protester. 
You can just run them over. And we're not talking about, like, police can run over protesters. We're talking about anyone can run over protesters. That is... Isn't that going against the idea of freedom of speech? <laughs> you think the party of free speech and free expression cares about that? In West Virginia, if you are if you're a minor, uh, if you're a minor and you are you're caught in a protest, you're arrested in a protest, which you can do. People get arrested in protests all the time and they haven't committed a crime. You can be barred from receiving any sort of state aid aid for education for college like <laughs> the, f- <laughs> the, the hell oh i see you're trying to exercise your free speech well shame you're about to have a very difficult mm. time from now on like you're protesting the fact that mass shootings happen in this country more than anywhere else in the world okay we you can't go to college Oh, we're not going to let you get the education you need to actually do a change in this world. Um, can't be a lawyer if you can't go to school. Hell, you want to protest the fact that that your roads are, are, are trash? Don't worry, we'll pave the roads with you. Oh, God. Oh, like, God. That got a lot more graphic than I thought it was going to go. That was bad. <laughs> like, it's not wrong. That's the uh, problem. I mean, there is more than that as being a problem, but still... <sighs> Like, what the hell? Alright, now now I'm officially done with this. I don't want right. to talk about this I anymore. I think now we'll take a break, and then we'll just jump into tech news. Alright, well, we're back on to tech news, and I think we can agree that the main tech story of this week has been the Apple event, the Spring Forward event. Oh, wow. Um, yeah, I've been, I've been catching up on it today, because I didn't really pay too much attention to it yesterday. Um... Yeah, Apple, um, you know what I think uh, is going to be the next big thing that Apple has, actually, I don't know if I want to mention it, but you want to know like how I feel every time Apple does an event, they announce something that kind of is going to change how a certain industry or feature or whatever is going to be presented in the industry. Yeah. Um, do you have any idea which... Um, industry could be that is gonna see a big change from what they have announced well i mean obviously the locations uh, the location tagging stuff okay um about that i think tile has announced some sort of uh anti-competitive um try is at least trying to bring uh attention to it being anti-competitive i have no idea where that's gonna go but they've announced it but um no, I think what's really going to see a big change is the world of podcasts. Oh, that one. Okay, so you really went in chronological order. I forgot about the podcast stuff. But oh, yeah, no. you... I've gone through, uh, I, I've heard uh, every story they have. And I think the biggest piece of news, because they presented it first, is that the iPhone will now be in purple. <laughs> okay. Yeah. The, but yeah, the let's talk about the podcasting thing. Okay, so quickly, because I realize it's not in the notes and I wanted to bring it up before I forgot about it, but Apple yes. is planning on um, monetizing podcasts on their Apple Podcasts uh, platform in a way where you can pay a subscription of some sort to listen to a podcast or something like that, but it's going to basically set a precedent, which I think other podcast um, providers are going to try to follow too, Um 
where they will start monetizing um and trying to put behind like a subscription of some sort or some kind of like well they're not the first podcast app to do subscriptions luminary does subscriptions yeah and even apple's thing which is not real exclusivity like unlike spotify spotify is like no we have our exclusives we're keeping them or there's another company that does luminary um so apple's i actually really like apple's program like, yeah. at least on the face of it. Now, it, we can okay. go into... So, actually, you want to explain hypo- how it works? Let, let's, make, let's use this as an example, hypothetically. So, hypothetically, uh, us at Factional Media or The Intersect, we wanted to have a more premium version of our podcast. So, you don't get ads. You maybe get extra content. And then we can charge people however much we want. So, like a dollar a month per person. So we get 70 cents, Apple gets 30 cents, and then you can get exclusive content from us. So say it's a, it's at, it's podcast without ads, say it's longer podcast, or where we geek out about more specific things, we go into de- details more, and you can get exclusive content. And you, and then you help uh, support us as a company, as, as a project. And in a way, this is good for, this is a way for people who really like uh, podcast artists, who really like uh, uh, certain channels, they can help contribute for, like I said, it, uh, it could be like a dollar a month. Uh, they could help their uh, podcasters out. And it's for the podcasting side, it makes it that they don't have, they can make more content, they can make better, more ex- premium content. And they have a more secure revenue because if you like, you hear this a lot with YouTubers because I think everyone gets YouTube's like they hate the fact that they make a lot of their money off of ads because ads don't make that much money. They, they're not that profitable and day to day, the algorithm can change. But when people, your fans can actually support you and do stuff like that, then it helps people feel more financially stable. This is why when a content creator, this is a thing which I know people always complain about sellouts, but when a content creator takes a sponsor, usually a sponsor will mean better content and gives them more financial security, allowing them to create that content. In general, a sponsor for a content creator you like is going to lead to better content on the long term for you as a viewer. The only yes. thing... Um, to worry about though is I guess especially if it is for example a channel that reviews products and such Um, now legally they're not supposed to be able to endorse a product because well they're allowed to endorse a product because they're getting paid for it but they cannot for example give false reviews for it Um, yes but you know some people are not always going to follow that yeah that's why we don't do reviews and Totally not because we can't afford to review stuff. <laughs> we review everything. I mean, didn't we technically like always give a quick review on whatever small piece of tech we buy? That's true. I did give the MacBook Air review. That I was. Mean, I have a new USB C dock that I've been liking, but it's not really much to talk about. Yeah. But <laughs> okay, we're getting off topic. Yes. The and the point is when you can support creators like that. It a, if they're doing it full time, they can 
they if they can uh, be more flexible they can make more products if like say oh you can buy better equipment you can make it sound better we can hire more people to make these podcasts more professional is someone who does more we can have more time for research so there's a bunch of reasons why i think this is a good idea uh, like just on a macro sense and it makes podcasting a much more interesting and vibrant business yeah um no, the one thing I was just curious about, uh, I don't think it's going to be an issue because of the way it's done, where it's more like, oh, you'll have an exclusive, more refined version of your podcast available if a person pays, is um, I was worried about it being like, if you're locked things behind a subscription service, this can make it really hard where, um, for example, a platform that's more open and free, which there are a lot of, um, I personally like to use Pocket Casts when I listen to my podcasts. No, I'm not mm-hmm. sponsored by them. Yes, they like to do a lot of advertising in podcasts. Um, I actually remember back in a time where they were a paid platform and I actually paid for the app. Um, and so now I don't actually need to pay the subscription fee because if you pay for the app, you actually have free access to the subscription features forever, which, oh my God, thank you. That's Um, awesome. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I think they're a company in terms of what they do that have been really good at doing it in a way that makes everyone happy. Um. But yeah, but, I mean, if I were but, if but I were to describe another this, platform like this, um, would they not be able to provide the same type of content? No, they will still be able to provide the same type of content. Um, what might happen is other platforms might incorporate the same subscription feature where you can have the more um, exclusive content uh, also sent out to you. But the truth is, you can still listen to. You're still supposed to be able to listen to the base podcast without paying just like any other normal podcast yeah. is nowadays. Yeah, what it's essentially is... Uh, actually, uh, I just thought of it. It goes after Patreon. Basically, yeah. And because it's all the benefits you can get on Patreon. It's like whether that's a credit, uh, no ads, get it a day early. It's the same It's the same thing. But specifically for podcasts, which I think yes. is an interesting move by Apple, but it makes sense. Podcasts are like the biggest thing right now in terms of... I don't know. It's just, it's the new platform for radio, I feel, where radio is now moving to a platform where you can listen to it on demand on any device. You don't need to be there to hear it live all the time, stuff like that. Um, all right. Yeah. Anyways, let's move on because I realized podcasting is <laughs> like, we just got we're really excited by it. So, um, Quick news to just get this out of the way. Apple introduced a new a new Apple TV and a new remote. Hooray. It's the same price, and it now goes 4K HDR at, like, 120 hertz. Don't they also Great. have a new chipset in it? Yeah, it's the it's the A12, so it's it's just an old chip. I'm still and mad because uh, I was kind of... I don't know if you're aware of a YouTube channel called Polymatter. Yes. And they give a quite convincing argument on why Apple should try to start using the Apple TV as some form of console. I mean, they try to do that with Apple Arcade, too. Yes, but, um, you know, they, they there's still one mistake, which is the whole... Um, they should probably give a controller along with the Apple TV. Um, Actually, you can use an Xbox or PS4 controller. I mean, yeah, PS5. But, you know, it would be interesting if Apple actually goes on with that move. But, you know... It's still actually I have Apple Arcade, but that's more because I'm the bundle is cheaper and the bundle happens to include Apple Arcade. Not that I wanted it. Did you have um, the Apple One thing? That was something that was it, announced a while back. Yeah, I have that. 
Okay. So I, I have a lot of things that I don't need, but it's just cheaper if I have the bundle. All right, cool. Um, Next one. Um, uh, Desktops one of find. M1s. Oh, you skip AirTags. <laughs> fine. I want to I wanna talk about um, that one at the end. Okay, fine. Uh, so, yes, the, they introduced a, a slew of, of uh, iMacs. Well, a, iMac in seven, five different colors. And it has the M1 chip in it. Oh, and a new design. And USB-C, everything. And a headphone jack. Oh, my. Old me for Apple. Um, I think the biggest complaint I've heard, though, is that they have not gotten rid of the chin bar. Um, I mean... I don't care. It's it's okay. It still looks better than the really chonky boy that they had before, but... You know what bothers me? What? The, bez the bezels are white, and there's no black option. True. Or dark option. <laughs> I like the color black for all my electronics. I'm already kind of mad that my laptop is like a gray color, but you know, uh, I can get away with it. Like, but generally, whenever I like, buy things, I always like to get something that is the color black. Like Apple, you couldn't make a space gray version of the new iMac. Like the colors are great. Like I, I love the colors. It's oh, this is certainly like a um, I think it's kind of aimed also towards families because. You know, it could be a shared family computer. They're trying to have fun colors so people can kind of have fun personalizing it. Um, I would certainly think the iMac could also make for a really good basic um, creator station, especially if you're into audio and stuff like that. But yeah. And the, and the iMacs are not even that relatively that expensive. They start at $12.99 and then like better specs go up at like uh, $14.99. And also the power cable is a MagSafe. Yeah. Um, but now, now actually, I'm still going to say personally, if I had to do a choice between an iMac or a Mac Mini for a workstation, Mac I Mini. would still go for the Mac Mini because yes. I can choose the monitor. And um, I think you have a little bit more flexibility with ports on it. Uh, yeah, but it's also it, but it's like an all in one. It looks I like the I like the design. I like the color. I wish I wish there was a black a space grade just for me. I don't like the white bezels, but like other than that, like it's a nice ass computer. Oh yeah, and sure. it's not, and it's not that relatively expensive. Like the IMAX actually took a price cut. All right, um, want to go on to the next piece of news, or can I start with it? Uh, go for it. All right, now continuing on with the M1 chip domination, we are now turning tablets into even more laptopy <laughs> devices. I mean, the, the the iPad Pro, I think that's the one which is going to have the M1 chip, has already been kind of working its way into becoming a laptop equivalent. And um, yeah, now they're implementing the M1 chip in it. It's really reaching that level where it has um, the same power as your laptop. All right, two things about the iPad. First, on your point, if you max out the specs of the iPad, it is a $2,400 laptop or computer with the M1 chip, two terabytes of, of storage, and like all the regular iPad stuff. Now, the thing I'm most excited about the iPad is not the M1, because yeah, the M1 is slightly a, a bigger a, A12X chip. It's the fact that they're using a mini LED screen. Oh, the screen is very exciting. That's true. Yes. Um, but, you know, so, new screen technology. Um, I'm wondering if they're going to start implementing it in their desktop screen, too. Uh, well, they're not using it for the iMacs yet. I think they're leaving it for the Pro line. 
because the way Apple is describing it's at least just the brightness of their of their uh, of the iPad Pro, their brightness matches that of their what is it called? You know, what's your screen that that everyone made fun of for being way too expensive? The that's XZR made for reference. Yeah, the reference. Yeah, yeah, I the want to reference see that screen. technology implement in their screen because I know the screen is too expensive, but also it is such a nice screen because I don't know, but they've gotten some really nice panel tech behind that thing. Yeah, no, but like it's the also, I think like cool. I've heard it's like the best screen for HDR content out there. Yes. It's, it's for especially for a device that costs less than two thousand dollars, because I think you can get some uh, TVs in like the four thousand dollar range that use uh, mini LEDs, but those cost way too much money. Yeah, and also they they should last long. They'll last longer than OLEDs. They'll degrade less than OLEDs. Like burnout is a real problem with uh, organic LEDs. Yeah, so that's exciting, and I can't wait for it to be brought down to other devices eventually, because. No one's ever convincing me to buy an iPad Pro. Yeah. Um, I kind of am still thinking that they're hoping more developers are going to incorporate tech to work well with the iPad Pro. But this is a really cool piece of technology. But I think it's mostly just there to show off, like, this is what's going to come into every other device later on. But this is just a big package where they put all the fancy stuff in. No, I'm going to be real. The iPad Pros are real. Like, what people do on it is actually kind of amazing. It just... The reason I bash the iPad Pro is like, you know, it's like why I bash like people who get like GPUs for cryptocurrency. Like it's not my thing. Yeah. No, for sure. Um, it's also quite pricey. Yeah. I had a, I, it costs at least the 12.9 version, which has the uh, the mini LED screen. It starts at $1,100. It's $100 more expensive. It's at the same price as the as the uh, is the MacBook Air. Now, now, actually, I'm trying to think. Um, I remember I was watching something about the iPad Pro, and I had a bit of fun because they had something where they're like, the proof that this device is more of a laptop than it is a tablet is because when you try to open YouTube in a browser, and then you close your and then you switch to another tab the YouTube video is still going to play in the background like on any browser because you know how YouTube and Google, Google at least has made it really difficult to play YouTube videos in the background unless they're using their app like on a browser and so on. Well, finally, I'm aware. Basically, now it's like using YouTube on your laptop browser where you can just play music in the background. Um, and the reason also that Google has been really annoying about playing music in the background is because they have a whole app called YouTube music to actually use as a music playing platform. Um, yeah. Before they kill it to introduce Google music or did they already kill that? No, they killed Google play music and replace it with YouTube music. (laughs) Okay. I was a user of Google play music and I use YouTube music. Um, I certainly do miss a few things from the original Google Play Music, which was better as a library. Um, YouTube Music does not feel like a library, but I feel like I have a lot more interesting playlists on it. But now I realize I don't listen to albums themselves as much anymore, which is something I really enjoyed doing back then. 
but it's not as convenient through this platform. Yeah. I so <laughs> I didn't expect to talk about Google Views. Anyways, so the last one, the one I was the most excited about, um, is the AirTags. Well, I'm more excited about Find My, but AirTags is the actual product. Uh, the Find It Network. The Find My Network. Okay, the Find My Network is really the cool part behind all this. I think the yeah. AirTag is just an excuse to make it a thing. But yeah, so AirTags are like tile. You can t attach it to, you put it in your wallet, attach it to your keys, and then you'll find it. As long as there's an Apple device near it, you'll always know where your stuff is. And not your own Apple device, any Apple device that has it. And a bunch of other products that will start, uh, as long as they have the U1 chip or something like that, uh, they'll be able to work on the Find My thing, and Apple's trying to expand this program really quickly, and I'm just excited by it because I can never lose a thing ever again. You think? <laughs> I'll no, figure no, out. No, no, actually, no. The real thing that I want to congratulate Apple on is, oh my God, you introduced replaceable batteries. <laughs> oh, I got no. Here's the thing, Apple. Your tags don't cost a hundred dollars each. They're well, like... I mean, depending on the little, um, I think your tag has to come with like a little, uh, you know, they have the little keychain things that come with them. Well, you can buy a five hundred dollar can... Hermes keychain for uh, Air Tag, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yes, you can make a five hundred dollar uh, Air Tag, but you could also probably get a five dollar one on Amazon. A four pack for these things is a hundred bucks, so twenty five each, which I think actually makes them, if not the same price as Tile, maybe a little bit cheaper. Um, and because there are a billion plus Apple devices, it already is better than Tile. No offense, Tile. I know they're per they're getting ready to sue Apple. Yeah, I mean I'm not too surprised because now Apple's kind of barging into their industry and they're now sensing that danger. But yeah, here's the thing though. I think Tile is still a legitimately good product. They have a head start in the market. What I they really will, wish... Um, they'll dominate on Android. Yeah, what I think is... Okay, the real issue with Tile is that it's the non-replaceable batteries and such, but it makes sense because... Yeah. Yeah, um, there's a lot of security reasons. Like, Apple explained all their security stuff that you can't use it to track people. Like they'll they'll figure out ways for you to know what like yeah and i wish tile had a better implementation of uh find network but the real thing i wish apple had would be an air tag that is shaped like a credit card that is relatively thin and i don't care if it's not replaceable battery but i just want something that i can keep in my wallet because the only two things i would want to get an air tag on is my wallet and my keychain and I just want to be able to also press a button on my keychain to find my phone. Although I have something actually on my, well, I have a little sports Garmin watch, but you have like a find my phone feature on that. that oh yeah, I can rather well. I can do that with my uh, watch. Uh, I need, there are three, three things I would use it for. Backpack, wallet, keys. Yeah. Like that, I don't need it. I, I don't need it to do anything and the battery life lasts a year they're user replaceable you can buy them at cvs or walgreens for like i don't know like five dollars i don't buy c whatever batteries that often but yeah 
Apple actually gave a value product. I imagine that the C market, the C battery market is really going to boom in these. <laughs> I, I feel like people don't buy them all that often, except for it's like car keys or whatever. No. Yeah. Now everyone's going to buy them for everything else. Yeah, because people don't wear um, normal watches anymore. People only got smart watches, which you can charge by USB. This is like bring back all the Future. battery tech from that's not being used as much anymore. Your phone, your your watch charges via USB. Mine is wireless only. Oh. Propri proprietary Apple wireless charging. <laughs> but yeah, yeah I'm um, also happy that Apple opened up. Like, can they still fuck this up? Yes. But if they do it great, it'll be awesome. So Apple, please don't fuck this up. <laughs> okay. Well, I think that's all we wanted to talk about. This actually went by a little longer than I was expecting. You said please be short at the beginning of this recording. <laughs> well, it is 1 a.m. and we have class. We have work in the morning. Yep, yep, yep. Um, I'm going to have to start getting ready for the stuff. Uh, yeah. All right. Anyways, thank you guys for listening to us. Please like, share, and subscribe. Leave leave like five-star reviews in the comments. Follow us on Instagram, Twitter. Follow our personals. Hit us up. Let us know what you guys want us to talk about. And yeah, peace out. <laughs> All right, bye. You'll have a good one.